So now I know where they're coming from. So faith literally takes the fear away. Are you catching that? A fire is, it brings fear. A, a fiery arrow will be scary. And so it takes the fear away because it extinguishes it. Your faith can extinguish how scary some of the things are that are coming at you. It can extinguish it. It won't find effect in your life. I remember one time, I think, I, was, I forget who I was just sharing this with. Um, do any of you know what blind mosquitoes are? Who knows what a blind mosquito is? There's a bunch of you that don't know what they are. Okay, a regular mosquito, you hear it buzzing around, right? Zzz, lands on you, sucks your blood, ouch. You smack yourself, you get the blood all over yourself. You know how that goes. All right, that's a mosquito, regular mosquito. You hear it. Blind mosquito, you do not hear. I don't know why their wings don't do that. But um, I live on a lake, and um, we have these blind mosquitoes that come out certain seasons, and they swarm. They swarm. They're, they're more than regular mosquitoes. Regular mosquitoes, you might see two, three, four coming at you. This is like hundreds of them. And the first time I experienced that, which I hadn't experienced it until I moved to the lake in 04, and the first time I experienced it, it was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to hurt because I was mowing the lawn. This is going to hurt. And, um, and it was right before I went on a, a trip to Peru, and, um, and, and I was going along, and I, I remember hearing God say, um, there's a lot of them, but they won't hurt you. And sure enough, I'm mowing the rest of the lawn. All these mosquitoes are swarming me, and they're not hurting me. And you, you might say, oh, did you have some kind of force field around you? No, they don't bite. Blind mosquitoes don't bite. So here's tons of these mosquitoes, and they didn't bite. And he, it was a prophetic thing that he wanted to tell me because when we went to that trip in Peru, it, we had everything happen. You know, we had three flat tires. We had broke down on an eight-lane highway, and I mean eight in each direction. Um, and, and we had the guy stop in the worst, fastest lane, and he's just stopped. It's like, pull off the road. We're going to die. Anyway, so, um, so it really was helpful to have that prophetic word, but I learned what a blind mosquito was. They don't bite. And, and he said, they may be a lot of them, but they're not going to harm you. And so I just want to say that this shield of faith will stop all the stuff that's coming at you. It may look bad, but it's going to stop it. And so then the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of salvation. What? Let's think about this. Where does the helmet go? Over the... What's inside the head? The brain, the things you think about, the way you process things. If you know that you are his, the helmet of salvation, I am his. I mean, if, if there's nothing else you get out of today other than know who you, whose you are, your life will be radically different. I'm his. And so that understanding of salvation that we know whose we are will make all the difference on how we process life and problems and opportunities. And we need that because the enemy wants us to process it different. Remember schemes of the enemy? That's what this whole thing is about. 
The enemy has schemes for my thinking to think differently than God wants me to think. So I need to have this realization and recognition and continuous recognition that I am his. I am saved. I am bought with a price. And therefore, problem comes, it's your problem, God. What do you want me to do? I'm yours. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You probably already figured this out. That's really the only offensive weapon. Everything else is how to protect yourself. Some people say, well, what's on your back? Well, I guess we're not supposed to turn and run from the devil. I don't know. But sword of the Spirit is an offensive weapon. Jesus used it in the desert, in the wilderness. He spoke the Word of God. There is a power with a spoken Word of God. There is a, a, the spoken Word of God created the world. The spoken Word of God creates life. The power of the Word of God is immense. Verse 18, with every prayer and request, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be alert. With all perseverance, don't give up, don't do it once. Be alert, stay with it. And every request of all the saints. We could go on today, and I, 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 but I want you to see, the, this is the provision God made for you to walk successfully against the strategic plans of the enemy to thwart what God wants to do in and through you. And so I was pretty excited about that. And then this morning, real early, I woke up. I guess that's obvious I woke up, right? Um, and, and he said a few more things that were helpful to me. And so I wrote this. I've been thinking about studying and praying through the armor of God's scripture in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and God has helped me better understand each of these parts of the armor more spiritually. But today I was asking him why I had to actively put on these parts of the armor when through Jesus I already have his truth, righteousness, gospel of peace, faith, salvation, and word good question huh you already have these right didn't Jesus give you these oddly I've never asked that question my focus has been on the parts and what they represent but maybe that was my missing understanding where I have fallen short in receiving the maximum benefit daily he impressed on me that yes, positionally, I received all these things when I received Jesus. But that supernatural strength of the Lord shifts from accurate concept and position to effective activation of his promise when I consciously move it from knowledge in my mind to the forefront of my heart. This is like that aha moment you get when you realize you're not giving someone your full attention. You know, your spouse, your kids, they're talking to you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they say, you're not listening. And then you have that, okay, and you zone in on them. 
and you refocus, you refocus, and you activate attention toward those people. In a similar way, when I consciously engage my attention, my attentive focus on this armor truth, a spiritual empowering transfer takes place. Something significant and tangible happens in the spirit realm. Not something mystical, but biblically designed by God happens. And because it is God-initiated and created, it has a God-sized impact in the spirit realm for his purposes and our benefit in standing firm in him. What am I saying? Yeah, we, we understand the parts. We understand the truth that we got this when Jesus saved us. And if we just let it stay there, and that's good, positionally all that happened. But if I don't activate and put it on, have that aha moment, like when my wife says, you're not listening, you're not hearing me. Okay, then I really refocus and I listen. And what I believe God's saying is, I want you to put this on. I want you to put on the fact that I, I am truth. And I mean, like right now, today, this morning, you need to put that on. And I want you to realize I am your righteousness regardless of your screw-ups. I am your righteousness. And I want you to know that I provide a way for you to continually walk and share my gospel. And I want you to know that I provide a shield around you that when things come at you, it's not going to hurt you. And I want you to know, you better put on that helmet of salvation and know whose you are. Today, right now, I want you to think about it, put it on. Remember your mind. Your decisions will be different if you remember your mind. And I want you to take up the word, and I don't want you to, what I deposit in your heart, use it. Use it. Use it. If you don't use it, don't look at me like, why didn't you come and help me? I gave you the word. Use it. Speak it. I've learned there's a benefit in speaking it. And so I, I really want to encourage you on these five things. Number one, you have an active enemy against you. You do. Don't let it bring fear, but if you know it, you know, this is, this is why football players watch what's called game film. They want to see what the guy they're, they're playing against tends to do in this situation. They watch this game field so they know, okay, uh, the term is forewarned is forearmed. You, you kind of know how their tendencies are so I can do that. You've got to know that the enemy has a plan against you. He has schemes against you. In fact, I don't have to convince you of that. You know it. Is that right? We all know that. Number two. God made a foolproof way for us to resist. Unless I act foolishly and don't engage it. God has a way. It always works if I engage it. Number three. <laughs> um, she laughed or she played. She had to go to the airport because she's flying to Tennessee right now. So she's not here. And I'm so thankful because she doesn't like when I say things like this. But this would be like going out of the house naked. I mean, would you consider going out of the house naked? I hope not. To 
This is like going out of the house naked, but we tend to live in the natural and forget about the spiritual realm. If we remember the spiritual realm, we put on the spiritual armor. If we think that we got this, I got this, God, and we just go out, we're going out naked spiritually. Why would we do that? It's embarrassing. Okay. Thank you, Stephen, for that laughter. Number four. Simple question. Are you tired of losing those same battles? Are you tired yet? I've learned in life that people change with only, uh, uh, for only two reasons. They either see something they really want or they're disgusted at what's happening. Then they seem to buy, find the motivation to do something different. So my question is, are you disgusted yet with losing the same battle? Are you disgusted? I am. Then we do something. And the fifth thing, are you ready to find freedom today? Are you ready to find some new freedom today? Are, are you ready to find some new freedom? You see, I don't want to be that pastor that stands before you every time and just brings you a nice message. I want to be a church, a movement that we're moving forward in Christ. And that's happened because we engage in the truth. And that's the truth of the living God. I want you to start winning more than you've won in the past. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for all my friends here today. I thank you that apart from you, we are all in the same boat, but with you, oh God, we're, we're, we're in a really different boat. We're in a boat that accomplishes your purposes. And it's not just about us, Father, being able to have enough money to make ends meet each month or have kids that are working together with us and us with them and everything's great. God, it's so much more than that. That's just what we see. Lord, there's so much more at stake, even as there was with some of the friends around us that have moved on to other places. And God... I don't think I'm that much different than everybody out here. I think we're all tired of being beat up by the same issues of life that we need to find freedom in. And Lord, I thank you for the accuracy of your word that it's not sometimes right, it's always right. Because your truth is your truth. And so, Father, it is our desire to be able to start walking as people of the truth by having the awareness to put on the belt of truth. Father, we want to put on the fact that you can change our want-tos or by us realizing that we have the righteousness of Christ. Father, I thank you that you will give us feet that will make us move toward sharing the gospel instead of just keeping our mouth shut. 
The enemy wants us to think that we're not all that so we don't open our mouth. But you, oh God, are all that. So we will open our mouth. Father, I thank you that you have provided a shield of faith for everybody that's sitting here today. That, Lord, when you shield something, it does extinguish the fire. It does stop the arrow that comes at us. And not just the things that make our life harmful, O God, but the things that would keep us from walking and expanding your kingdom. And Father, I thank you that you have given us salvation. And Lord, I pray that this particular day and every day after this, that we consciously stop and remember whose we are and that we process it from a mind of salvation. God, everybody has enough word, your word, inside them, whether it's memorized in order or they know the concept, to accomplish what they need to deal with that day. Help us to know that, Lord. Help us to stand up and to verbally speak it out rather than continue to get beat up. Help us to take ground, God. Not just defend ourselves, but take ground. To move forward as a church. To move forward as a family. To move forward as individuals. To move forward as your kingdom here in Central Florida and beyond. I thank you for the new ground that Carmen testified for. I thank you for the new ground that Pam testified about. I thank you, Father, that you're moving in our midst. So we bless you. So I'm just going to pause right now and, and just ask that you will, um, you will let God raise up that issue where you need freedom right now. God, I pray you make it aware to everybody the one thing that you want to deal with today. And I thank you, Father, that um, with that alertness, that there is a choice that somebody's going to make about this. Thank you, Father. Okay, would you look at me a second? I'm going to be like really bold. Can I be bold, Daniel? I'm going to just ask you if you're going to do what I've asked you to do to put on the full armor of Christ. You going to do that, Daniel? You going to do it, Mary? You going to do it? Stephen? Yes, you have. Continue. Is that a yes, Bart? Look at me. Shake your head. There's some benefit that happens when we are decisive. I'll tell you that. I've learned that. You know, I've never been, we going to do that, family? You know, I, I've learned uh, from my limited sports uh, endeavors that when a team gets behind and there's an emotional, I'm all in, something happens that's far beyond their ability individually. 
And so as a church, if we're all in to letting the Holy Spirit do in us, something amazing is going to happen. I believe that with all my heart. Are you good? I think we should clap to the Lord. Can we clap to the Lord? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just really appreciate all you. I appreciate being in the same church as you. I appreciate walking alongside you. I appreciate where God's taken us together. And um, let's, let's have each other's back. Let's really go for it. Let's really, the last thing I said is they prayed for one another. You know, I didn't spend much time on that. Let's pray for one another. Let's care about one another, okay? God bless you. Have a good week. If we can help you in any other way or there's an area that you would like further prayer, then just come right up. That'll be fine.